You're listening to Skyhawk After Dark Welcome to the Hanky Panky Podcast with your host, Coraline Jewell, a number one international best-selling author, director, porn star, swing club owner, and lifestyle coach. We'll delve into all topics related to the adult industry. Everything from porn, panty selling, custom orders, webcamming, swinging, BDSM community, polyamorous lifestyle, and more. Intrigued? Curious? Coraline is an open book and will share her experiences and knowledge in the world of sex. Let's welcome your host, Coraline Jewell. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Hanky Panky Podcast. Your host, Coraline Jewell, is here. And um, as you guys know, I'm always trying to bring in unique and different guests from various aspects of not only the adult industry, but the swinger lifestyle community, uh, polyamory, kink, BDSM, authors, psychologists, writers, uh, performers, directors, all sorts of people. So before I get started on who my guest is today, which is a super exciting guest for me because it's a personal connection. And so I'm excited to uh, get to know him a little bit better. I want to put a shout out to Skyhawk After Dark Radio for having us on their network, as well as Full Swap Radio, K97 FM uh, Radio, that's your adult party station network, and also shout outs to some of our bigger sponsors, we've got Schizo Kitty over in Palm Desert, and they actually have our, my Coraline Jewels CBD Lubricant is now being sold there, as well as my website, Jewels, or it's, uh, let's see, it's JewelsCBDLubricant.com. Um, I will be over in the uh, Washington, D.C., I'll be at the the next Exotica, which is uh, New Jersey, but I don't think this will air by then. And then we will be in Washington, D.C. for the December 4th. And um, if you guys are interested in any free a free memberships to like the lifestyle events or the uh, websites or platforms or discounts on like the Love Hammer, stuff like that, make sure that you guys go to my website, Hanky Panky Podcast, H-A-N-K-I-E. P-A-N-K-I-E podcast.com. Look on the top right. We've divided it up now. One says free stuff and giveaways and the other one says sponsors. So take a look around and take advantage of all the stuff that I'm doing for you guys. And let's get started for today. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm so excited. All right, you guys, my guest. I'm ready. (laughs) Can you please give a warm welcome to Todd Hunter? Hi, darling. How are you? I am fine. How are you? I'm good. Excited to have you. Excited. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. ah, Thank you. I saved here you. in my home. Yes. Well, I saved you because I wanted to uh, get used to like doing my podcast and stuff first before I brought on like some of the people that I really met in the industry and connected with in the industry. So okay. first, I want to just kind of introduce who you are and, you know, what you do and what your involvement is in the industry. And then later on, I want to talk about like how you and I connected. So let's start with okay. where, where, uh, where are you from? Where are you born? I was born in Los Angeles. I was. Okay. Uh, I spent my life in L.A. I was uh, 14 years old before I found out not everybody's grandfather had an Oscar. <laughs> so you're from L.A. College degree. Did you go to college in L.A.? College, yes. Cal State Northridge. What did you study? Uh, radio, TV, film production. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So growing up, um, were growing up, were your goals like what were you? What, what was your career goal? What did you want to do? I always wanted to be a game show writer. Okay. A game show writer. Okay. So after college, what, like, what kind of career did you pursue? Did you pursue that or what direction did you go for? Well, I did pursue that. I spent 10 years working in game shows. I worked on uh, card sharks. Yeah. I was an intern at Mark Goods and Bill Todman Productions. I was there for a year and a half. Uh, I was working on a show called Card Sharks and I was there for, I think, 18 months. 
until that show got canceled. Okay. And then I was on uh, a show called The Challengers, which was huh. in 1990. Hang on okay. just a second. <laughs> I, I tried to mute myself and I just coughed right in the mic. I beg your pardon. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> we do all sorts of stuff in the mic, let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> I was... <laughs> Welcome back. Did you did you miss me, honey? Did you? Miss I didn't do. <laughs> okay. And then so, I was, Challenger. and then I was on, um, I was on the Challengers. I was a research director on a short-lived hard question game show called The Challengers. Okay. Uh, 1990, 1991, and I spent five years writing on Jeopardy. Ah, <laughs> uh, now's the connection. Okay. Right. I, I knew that you had you won Jeopardy, right? I was also on Jeopardy, yes. Okay, so let's talk about that before we talk about how you got involved in the adult industry and what you do in the adult industry. So you okay. Guys, you guys, you have no idea. Okay. All right. So when you were right, did you, were you a contestant on Jeopardy first and then started writing or the opposite way? Way before, way before. I was before. on, I was on Jeopardy in 1978. Oh, even before you got involved in game show writing. Right. Yeah, 1978. I was a uh, I was college dropout. I um, had a um, yeah. Well, I, I went back eventually, but I was I was a college dropout, and I tried out for Jeopardy, and uh, they liked me, and I went in there, and I was a one day champion. Okay. I set a one day record that lasted almost three weeks. I'm very proud of that. Wow! Wow! So. <laughs> That was 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 that so did you end up winning? Like you won Jeopardy, right? Yes. I won on Jeopardy. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Was that your turning point to say, hmm, this is something I'm interested in doing, writing questions and being in this world and stuff like that? No, it was my first actual exposure to it, but I'd wanted to do that for a long time. You did before. Yeah. Did you ever did you ever go on any other <laughs> game shows? Yeah, I was also on a show called Crosswits back in 76. Okay. I don't know about that and, one. And my celebrity partners were Artie Johnson and, and, oh, hell, what's his name? Pat McCormick. Okay. Okay. So you did, and was that one first or was the Jeopardy first? That was, in, that was first. That was 76 and Jeopardy was 78. That's so cool. Okay. So, and then after Jeopardy, then I'm assuming it was then, did you go back to college, get your degree and then return back into that world? No, I just kept screwing around. I, I went oh. from, I went from job to job. Just, um, uh. Uh, jobs in film, jobs in TV, radio, or completely out of that. I, I worked. Well. I worked in a theater. I, I worked in. Uh, I worked in bookstores. I just you know went from gig to gig. Okay. And then what about like your siblings? Did they? Um, did you have any siblings? And were they in a different career goal? Um, they were all over the place. Uh, okay. My sister. I have a sister who sells real estate in Phoenix. Okay. And a brother who's a produce distributor in um, Florida. So where'd the film, where'd the interest in film come from? Just, or, you know, like the, was it just being in LA, being exposed? To I, I think, it, I think it's organic. My grandfather was an Academy Award winning cinematographer. I did not know that either. Yep. See, Okay, cool. All right. So now let's kind of get into your career a little bit. You come okay. out of college, you're, you're working in the game and just, you know, gaming stuff. How I know you is a writer, uh, as a, as a writer for the adult industry. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about how you got involved in that and um, how, who you write for, how long you've been doing that for, that kind of stuff. Okay, well, I was, uh, I was knocking around after my last game show got canceled in 1991. I was just, you know, hopping from gig to gig, not doing much of anything. 
and I ran into an ad in the back of AVN. Okay. And and it said uh, we're looking for writers, and I thought I can write. I've I've done film reviews for the Los Angeles Film Festival. Okay. I I can do stuff like that. And they had basically they had this uh, you know questions you know do you live in LA do you work in the adult you know do you know the adult industry can you write do you have a computer can you be a smart ass you know yes 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 <clears throat> so I uh, wrote I sent them some stuff I wrote and they liked it and they gave me a movie to review and they liked the review and I was freelancing there for okay. a good year when what year was this this is nineteen ninety seven. Okay, so that's what you started. So first it started like that, and then I'm going to stop you for one second because you said one of the questions was, are you familiar with the adult industry? So right. even though you weren't working in the adult <clears throat> industry, what were, did you ever attend an AVN before? Did you ever, like, what, or just familiar with, like, just watching? Like I was a fan. I, I grew up in the 70s, in, okay. the, uh, in the 70s golden age of adult film. Okay. So I was hitting the Pussycat Theater pretty much every week as a horny teenager. Okay. And I, I just kept up. I knew the industry. I knew what was going on. I always read AVN because I liked that it was the backstage information. It was the trade papers. It was the Hollywood Reporter and the Daily Variety instead of the fan magazines. Okay. Okay. So now you're writing for them. You're doing movie, well, mm -hmm. movie reviews first. And right. then where do we go from there? From there, um, they brought me on. They asked me to write a large three-part article about the, what they called the hidden market for adult. Okay. By now, it's 1998. And so the hidden market for adult is cable, satellite, and pay-per-view. Okay. And I had to do an analysis of that because I'd worked in mainstream and I, you know, I knew the lingo already. So I wrote a three-part article, one month on cable, one month on satellite, one month on pay-per-view. And they liked it and they offered me a gig. Okay. And, um, and were you doing anything else at this point or just freelance writing for ABN? At that time, I was working at a small company that was doing transcriptions of trade shows to be put on DVD-ROMs. And you get all the copy was right there. And it was just like, we turned them around in a week. So you had okay. the freshest, newest information. So at that point in your life, you're doing that job and then you're starting to write for the AVNs. Did right. you ever feel as though you couldn't tell the one you were doing work for, like what, more, and more that you couldn't tell the current job that you were also writing for AVN? Or was it irrelevant because you were just a writer versus like it was a performer? It was irrelevant because I was a writer. But what happened was whenever I was at the, um, at the CD-ROM place, I was wishing I was at AVN, but when I was at AVN, I was not wishing I was at the CD-ROM place. Okay. So right around the same time, they both offered me a gig. And AVN offered less money and no benefits to start. And I went with it because I really wanted to be at AVN. Okay. You, you, you went with what you were, lo you loved and you were hoping you could move up with them and stuff like that. Right. But okay. the payoff, the CD-ROM place went belly up in six months. Oh, there you go. Right. There you go. And AVN is still there. So if I had sold out, I would be still regretting it. Wow. That's very interesting. Okay. So now you're writing for AVN. You got your <laughs> right. with them. Right. Um, at that point, or even up until now, because I don't even know the answer to this, do you write for other 
um, online magazines or print magazines or reviews for different like companies like Devil Films or Adam and Eve, stuff like that. Let's go there. I am actually I'm right now talking with some other people about branching out into other companies. So I may start turning up elsewhere. But for the moment, I'm exclusively with, exclusively with AVN. So you've been with AVN since 1990s. Did you say seven? Seven. Right. Wow. OK. All right. Yeah, off and on. I mean, I was on staff. Uh, until 2008. Okay, so they actually had staff, and then they stopped staff, but they still will have. You. I got I got fired. I was uh, what? There was a new publisher, and uh, he wanted to show that he was in charge, so he wanted to fire somebody. And I think initially he wanted to fire Mark Kearns, and they wouldn't let him, so he went with me instead. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, no, I was sacrificed to Tim Conley's cocaine habit. I would, you know. But AVN, you know, a lot of bad stuff happened on AVN at that point. You know, the, the karma came down on them hot and heavy. But yeah. I went over to, I was over at XBiz. I was at oh. XBiz for a while. Okay. I edited a magazine for uh, the Adam Film World people. Okay. Uh, Adam Presents Amateur Porn. I did that for, God, two years. And okay. I was at XBiz. And, and then, uh, yeah, what happened with XBiz? Did you, was it just I, not staff, just freelance? Uh, yeah, I went back to freelancing. They they had cutbacks too. Uh, they were uh, they had too many people. They they run a really lean and mean machine. And I was uh, AVN is a bunch of video guys who have been drawn into the internet because they have to. Mm-hmm. And XBiz is a bunch of internet guys who cover video because they have to. Okay. Okay. And I was uh, I am a video guy. I'm a movie guy. Like a review, like a movie review. Like, yeah, but reviews, production, as far as putting stuff online that is not, you know, what's on, you know, the entertainment interests me, the tech doesn't. Right. Okay. So like something like, um, if I understand it correctly, like why not magazine, that's more of a tech magazine. So like right. the guy, the guy that helped me with starting to write my screenplay for my documentary, he was a writer mm-hmm. for them, but more technical. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about how you and I met because okay. I wanted, I want to know, uh, besides being on set with me for that, uh, did you travel to be on set for other, um, oh yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then, and then like, did your family, friends, uh, neighbors, did they know that you were now, you know, on porn sets and being a writer and covering it? So, um, <sighs> so here's what I knew. So let's just, let's start, I'll start with how I knew. Okay. So okay. I, I was, as you know, new to the industry and, right. um, we, I think, um, when you were not on the bus, when we all drove there, you were there in your own car. Yes, right? I was on the bus. You were on the bus. Oh I came God. out with you. Yes. Okay. So you met us in LA. Okay. So we got, right. so we all, we all went to LA. This was like my first like movie. It was three days on set at a swingers club. Okay. Right. Out here in California. Yeah. And we all met at Chris Stream's house. You were there. You remember I was there? No, I you remember. don't remember I was there. Well, I remember, but remember, I didn't like know anybody. I was brand new. Um, I remember that that they wanted me to be the girl that opened up the champagne and I was nervous. So I think like uh, Richie Callahan or somebody else opened the champagne, but then right. we all traveled out. And, um, and uh, so we did three days, you guys on set with filming, but Todd, you would be on like all the sets, like right. most of them, right? Like when we were having like the orgy room, you were in the orgy room, right? Right. So, okay. So do you remember? Cause I don't know if I remember. So see, do you remember, like, did I come up to you and be like, okay, like, who are you? Or like, why are you here? Or did you come to me and say, Hey, I'm, I'm right. I'm a writer for the AVNs and I'm covering the making of this movie. Cause the movie was for, um, for AVN and the movie was for um, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Luke Wilder did it for falling, fallen angel, which is his company. 
Got it. Uh, and okay. he did it for Adam and Eve. Okay. And what I do is when I'm on a set, I will introduce myself pretty much to everybody so they know who I am. And yeah. in, the in the case of performers, I want them to know who I am, why I'm there, why am I standing there in the corner making notes? Yeah, am That's I a right. cop? No, I'm, I'm a, <laughs> yeah. And one of the things I point out is I'm not here to make anybody look bad because the right. one, you know, when you are having sex in front of a camera, you're very vulnerable. Right. And I want people to know that I am not, you know, if something bad happens, um, I don't need to see it. I don't need to talk about it. And I don't need to write, write about, about it. it. So who hired you for that particular job? Was it AVN said, go cover Luke's movie? Or was right. it Luke saying, I want you to cover my movie? It was AVN. Probably a little of both because Luke and I go back decades. Okay. I've, I've known him. He's one of the first people. I, he was uh, production manager on the second set I ever went on. Okay. Okay. And we've known each other for a long, long time. So they asked you, like, do you want to go and cover, or AVN said, you know, do you want to go cover this movie? They pay for you to, they pay for your, you know, accommodations, food, whatever, and then they paid you to cover the movie, right? Right. Well, they covered and my expenses such as it was, but that that was kind of a collaboration because usually the something like that doesn't involve travel. Right. It involves going to the location and I'll get paid a, a set fee for writing the article and I'll pay for my own gas. So was that um, one of the longer or maybe the longest uh, like shoot that you did like three days in a row staying away? It was, it was the second longest. I once spent a week in France, but this was the oh, second how fun. Okay. Much, but this was the second longest. I love that. I mean, like that's probably one of my, like, my 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 best memories was being mm -hmm. on that set and uh, mm -hmm. love you know the connections I made with Luke and with his wife and you know and everything. Um, but it was that's neat to know that you know for me being brand new in the industry that uh -huh. was a longer because I've never gotten to do that again. You know, yeah. Everybody just does one days on sets. You know, shooting. Yeah, it's you know? come in shoot your scene and split. Yeah, yeah. So I enjoyed that, and it was nice that we all got to know each other and stuff too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. It was a good time. We we don't you it doesn't usually happen. You don't get a chance to bond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so now you're when you're when you're sent to do either, you know, um cover a movie like that, okay, or you know, days on set. What are you looking at and watching for that you think would make your writing or you know interesting to readers why would somebody want to read it what are you are you, are, you know because you say you don't want to put the bad stuff out there you don't want right. to put the, the gossip and whatever that we've seen that happens because it does happen mm -hmm. so right well the thing i always walk in on the attitude i have is something's going to happen and i'm going to cover it okay um for the first set i ever went on it was a two-day shoot and i went to both days and i took tons of notes and I wasted most of it because I didn't need it. Okay. And after that, I decided what I will, I'll go there. Something will happen. I know something will happen and I'll write about it. Okay. And I just, I'll, I make it a point that everybody knows who I am, but I do not intrude myself into it. I sit in the corner and I make my notes. Yeah, that's true. You were, yeah, you did. That was for sure. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not a part of it. Now I'm trying to remember something there in the article. Cause I remember reading the article. There was mm -hmm. pictures. Were those right. your pictures or was that Luke's like camera guys? And you just saying like, can I get a couple copies of the pictures? I can't remember. If I took it. some. Okay. And, but there are also professional photographers <clears throat> doing, you know, 
on the shoot. Yeah, we did. And yeah. they're they're doing the pretty girls. They're doing the atmospherics. They're doing the the sex scenes. They're taking stills. You don't you don't need me. You've got a pro doing that. <laughs> we have a picture of you and me on your cell phone. I wish I had yep. that somewhere right now. That would be cool. Which um, one is that? I'd have to find it. And my desktop okay. just crashed. So now I've had okay. to upload everything of it. Nightmare. Anybody, mm -hmm. if any, anybody want to date with Coraline, you come fix my computer. You got to make it work though. It's over there. Okay. So, okay. So I, I just had know. to have a hard drive uh, reconstituted. So I know what you're going yeah, through. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Well, we got the hard drive out. We put it into my, uh, we've got it into like a box and then I can plug it into this laptop that I'm on right now. But the laptop right. doesn't have enough room. Okay. So I can see the <laughs> oh, stuff boy. over there. But if I uh -huh. go, if I go download or, you know, put it to the Google Drive, anywhere that I put it, if I actually uh, want to see and they take it out, I have to download it and there's no room okay. here. That's my problem. Um, hmm. So, okay. So up until 2000, we said in eight, you were writing exclusively for AVN, right? Right. And no other, no other writing jobs or were you, did you just, just adult? Uh, that was my job. I was an editor at AVN. So wow. yeah, that, that was what I did. So like when you would go to the AVN awards show in January and I would see you there, you are there to cover, right? The, the awards, the booths, stuff like that. Right? You, uh, for the AVN show. Yeah. I would go in there uh, while, when it was a live show mm -hmm. up till a couple of years ago. I mean, every right. year for like five years, I wrote the kick, kickoff article. The, ah. the very first, that was my assignment. Todd writes the kickoff article and I would do like maybe a thousand words on uh, what was happening, where everybody was, who I'd talk to, get some quotes, you know, it, basically let, let everybody know what's going on in there. Okay. Now I'm going to go back for a second. How, again, let's re just remind me, because I think I asked it, but I'm not sure. How did you get involved in writing for adult stuff? I, did you tell me already? Yeah, I had a, that was when I answered that the, ad the, the ad in the AVN. Yeah. That's right, the ad in the AVN. Okay, so now let's talk a little bit about reactions from people in your life, neighbors, college friends, anybody like that. Um, did mm -hmm. did people, when people said, like, you know, oh, what do you do for work? Did you just say, I'm a writer? Or, and then they go, oh, who do you write for? Like, how did that well, all go about? That, well, what I would usually say is I'm a writer for a trade show for a trade magazine for video stores. Okay. Because no, if you say I'm a writer for a magazine, people want to know what the magazine is because they want to say something nice about it. Oh, yeah, I heard of that magazine. I, well, what I didn't want them to do that. Okay. I wanted them to. OK, when you say it's a trade magazine for video stores, you don't feel bad about not knowing about it. OK, right. OK. And I could I would say it's a trade magazine for video stores. If you don't own a video store, you probably never heard of it. And that just, you know, gets them right off the hook. They, they don't have to, to worry about feeling stupid because they haven't heard of my magazine. So did anybody know you were writing for AVN? Oh, some people did. Some yes. friends did. Did anybody judge you on it? Nobody ever judged me on it because I didn't, let, I didn't let them know what I was doing until we were already tight enough that it wouldn't be a problem. Okay. Cause I have writers that I've had on my show that are, you know, erotic mm. writers for books and they have their own books, but yet they also work as a journalist for maybe another, you know, more uh, vanilla. Okay. And right. they, you know, can't show their face on YouTube and they don't want people to know. And to me, that's the whole point of why I do my podcast. And that's what I told you is that, you know, mm. we've got people that are involved in the adult industry from so many different realms, you know, from, right. from writers to people that write the music, to editors, to the camera guys, to whatever it is, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and it's so sad to me that people still have to, you know, not tell people who they're writing for or who they're working for or how they're involved mm -hmm. in the adult industry because of judgment. Mm -hmm. 
right yeah. now I'm select I'm selective, but I don't keep a secret of it. In fact, in fact, once okay, this goes back. Okay. One time I went with Bob Christian, who is the head of production at Adam and Eve to the Magic Castle because he loves magic. Okay. And he and I went there with Adam and Eve uh, contract performer um, Alexis Texas. Okay. Okay. I saw her at the awards. She was she was uh, giving away the awards at the one of the right. shows, like, uh, 2015 okay, so, or 16. Okay, so we go to the castle, and one of the magicians is a bar magician, and he is a really good bar magician. And what he does is he involves everybody in the audience. And he just works his way along each person. He talks to them. He asks them their names. He has them pick a card, name a card, something. And when he goes around, if you're still there, when he does another lap, he remembers your name. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. He's really good. And one day at lunch at the castle, I run into the head of the board of directors. No, excuse me, the board of trustees. This is after... This is already after you. Yeah, this is, this is a couple of days after. Okay. And he said to me, that magician, and he names him, he said, I was really impressed that you were here with Alexis, Texas. And I thought, okay, the cat is out of the bag. The magician knows. The magician told the head of the board of trustees. The head of the board of trustees knows. And they're all cool with it. <laughs> But I wonder what they were thinking. Like you're there with the with Alexis Texas doing what? They probably thought you were a performer. They well, <laughs> no, I, no, I remember the I remember the time I was there with uh, Rachel Midori, and there I am, coat and tie, and there she is with with shaved sides of her head, tattoos, short black dress, and everybody who knew me thought, oh, he's here with another porn star. And everybody who didn't know me thought, wow, midlife crisis. Oh, how funny. <laughs> so, so, but you could, I mean, you would do that. You would go to the different events and you would be out and you would be seen. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. So let's go. I want to go here for a second. All right. Let's go to, if you can, Sharon, you don't have to say people's names. Okay. okay. Let's go to a time that you were covering a scene, a, you know, a movie, a day on the set. Okay. And, right. you, and something happened that you just went like, Oh my God, I so want to write about that, but I just can't. Like, I can't. I'm not allowed to, you know, or can you think of anything? <laughs> um, actually, Without, like throwing anybody under the bus. <laughs> I, I did. I did that. I do that. I can do that. I can tell a story without telling who did it. Okay. That's I've hard. done it. <laughs> um, there was one time. Okay, this is on. This better not be about me. Go ahead. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> This was on a set. Do you remember Buck Adams? No. Okay. Buck was one of the true characters of our industry. Okay. He was uh, Ginger Lynn's brother. And he was a performer and he was a director and he was a hellraiser. He was a crazy man. Okay. I mean, even in an industry where a lot of people are nuts, he stood out. I mean, he was just totally uninhibited. Buck Adams, is he still um, in the industry? Is he still alive? Or No, he passed away. Okay. One, in one heart attack too many, he passed away. Okay. But he was directing a movie at a club in Hollywood called Dragonfly on Santa Monica Boulevard, just near Highland. 
and the sh- we were shooting during the day. We had a strict, I mean, strict five o'clock curfew. We had to be wrapped by five o'clock, two hour pack out, and then they open at seven. Okay, to the public. So, okay. so they had, so we had to be finished by five, out by seven. This was non negotiable. Orgy scene. They've got everything done except one final pop, one guy. Okay. On on the stage, three women kneeling in front of him, waiting. And this waiting. is so familiar. <laughs> and waiting. Yes. And waiting. And the guy can't do it. Okay. And usually on a set, it's no big deal. It happens to everybody. You take five, you relax a little, you have a little, you have a little water, you take the pressure off. But now we don't have that time. We can't take 10 minutes. We can't take five minutes. We have five minutes and they've got to wrap the damn scene. And this guy is stroking like a bastard and it is not coming. It is not (laughs) going to happen. It is not happening. Buck is walking around to all the guys saying, get your pants off, get it up. We got to get this shot. I retreat to a far corner of the room because this guy does not need to watch me taking notes on him. Okay. And they're waiting and they're, I'm looking at my watch. It's like two minutes to five and he's stroking and nothing is happening. And the girl's just kneeling in front of him, looking up because the second anything happens, they gotta be ready. Right. Yeah. So they, so they've got that anticipatory mouth open look on their face. <laughs> and suddenly this voice says, I'm ready. Give me a hand. A hand comes up from in front of the stage and they yank him up and it's buck and he is hard and he is stroking and he does the pop. <laughs> Oh, Buck stepped in for the character or for yes. the guy. Oh, and there they get the shot. There, there's a moment of silence. He yells and cut, and there's like applause. <laughs> and he says, "There ain't nothing I won't do to get this shot." <laughs> God, and that guy, the actor. Do you remember? Did he ever come back again, or was he like, "I'm out"? <laughs> um, he's still active. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Because that's normal. I mean, it's normal and, for you know. And I never and I never ratted him out. Good. 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 And but uh, every time I ran into Buck from that point forward, he <laughs> said, "Thank you for making me look good," and I said, "Thank you for giving me a good story." Exactly. That's good. Because that's it worked cool. both ways. Okay. That's a. I like that one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. And that's completely normal. I mean, you know, I'm. I was just on set the other day, and it's hot, and we're sweating, and it's tiny, and you know, sometimes you can't mm-hmm. pop. Either so that it or happens, yeah. either that or I just suck at a blowjob. I don't know. Okay, well, what can you do, right? I don't know. Okay, so now what are you doing now? Let's talk about that, if okay. you don't mind, if you can. Uh, like, well, I'm I'm still writing for AVN. Oh, you are okay. Yeah, I'm still doing writing for AVN. We just You're started not on staff. On staff, not on staff. Okay. Uh, but I'm, we just started the meetings. We're uh, laying out who's going to, you know, who's going to be nominated for the AVN awards. Do you have a say in that? Cause I think my PR lady put me up for something. Just saying. I have, I do. Yeah. I'm part of the comment. I'm part of the committee. Mine's on there. She nominated yeah. me. Okay. Well, as long, if it's good stuff, it'll get nominated. I, I'll tell you what was good. My perv, my perv Nana is really good. It's really okay. Really, make make really sure good. I know about it. Make sure I have a link. I, I will. can't get. I can't guarantee you'll get in, but I will guarantee I will watch it. If it is, if I like it, I will. I will support it. Yeah, she said she she sent it in. She said she nominated mm-hmm. it. So and I, I will tell you that some of the one of the biggest problems is 
with so many things coming out and only 10 nominations. I heard that. Yeah. The, per the category, different, right? Yeah. And the difference between getting a nomination and not getting a nomination, sometimes it's an, like an Olympic sprint. I mean, it's, you know, hundredths of a second. Yeah. And the difference between getting a nomination and winning is also, I mean, because when you get up in the stratosphere, all the scenes are good. Right. Right. So, so okay. Before I know you were telling me that you are still you're writing for them now and you're on the nomination, but that triggered a th- uh, something a question. How do they choose who gets to watch? So you know, nominations come in, and then there's judges who have to have access to these videos, and then right. you watch them, right? Right. How do they choose who watches them? Do these people have experience in writing, directing, acting, adult industry? Where's how's that? That's interesting. Uh, mostly critics. Okay. Uh, it it changes year to year. Um, I have been involved with this for 20 years, give or take. Uh, it's a lot of people who really know their stuff. Okay, so it's not just random people. And then you have to, do, do they make everybody on the committee watch everything? Because I know there's a lot of nominations. Like uh, some, depends. Okay. Sometimes decisions are made in smaller subgroups. Other times decisions are made by the whole group. Okay. Or like they'll say, okay, we've got 50 nominations for this category. You guys watch, you guys watch, pick out what you think. And then we all watch together for. Right. Okay. And and they're selected. Uh, What happens is um, I can't remember who it was. uh, The guy who was in charge over at evil angel, Adam, I can't remember his last name. You see how bad I am. (laughs) He had this great line where he said, that you know i don't know wine the people who do know wine know wine true and you know you can take a sip and you would know yep and we're like that we can decide if it takes a while to decide if a scene is good enough but if it is not good enough we can spot that in a second (laughs) yeah absolutely i mean that's like you know you can be that's like, you know, like for example, let's see how um, for my event company. OK, so my back is towards the live band on stage. OK, uh-huh. just by hearing. I don't care what they look like, but by hearing I can go. I want to hire these people or right. God, God know, are they almost done yet? You know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think also with the categories for the AVNs, you know, there's so many different categories and you've got to right. do best anal and best anal with two guys and then, and then and this and then, you know, best pop shot and best milf and who's coming back and all these different things. So, you know, right. There's a lot of yeah, there's taboo. there's a lot of things that have to be considered, and then every so often, you will get a diamond in the rough pop up, and you'll say, okay, this scene is good enough to put in this category that we have already finalized, so let's put this in and take that out. And seeing as this person who was in that scene that we took out is no longer in that scene, then we could put them right. in on this okay. other thing. I mean, it's like a giant chessboard. So let's take a look at where we are now. So we're in October. I know the nominations mm-hmm. had to be in by September 30th, is what I understand. The and prenoms, then, yes. Okay, and now, um, now the, so the prenoms come in, and then now you guys have to start watching, right? Right. So October, November, December, when do you guys have to be ready to now submit for the, it used to be, you know, January, the end of January for AVN. The, okay, the, are, not in person. The nominations are announced uh, the Thursday before Thanksgiving. Okay. Oh, holy crap. So that's November. So, oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. And so the, that's the tradition. It used to be Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. <laughs> because we wanted to be out of the office for four days. <laughs> selfish reasons right <laughs> yeah exactly it would come out the day before thanksgiving at about five o'clock and the office okay. would be closed and the, there would be so many messages <laughs> so 
so now explain this to us. Okay, so nominations are in before Thanksgiving, okay? Right. So you got pre-nominations come in, then the nominations come in, right? Right. And then who actually ultimately decides who gets up and accepts that award? Like, who, who, who gets the award? Who is wins? The, yeah, who wins? Is it the fans or is it no. back to you guys again? It's back to, it's a larger number of professionals in the field, uh, mostly critics. Okay. Uh, a few performers who have continued to be interested in the field. Okay. But it's all professionals in the field. So I'm going to ask a question that's, I, you know, I, I see it. I'm sure other performers do too. When I went to the AVNs, when um, our movie with um, Luke was nominated for Best Polyamory, okay? Um, uh-huh. How come I would always see the same people getting the same awards? Like, do they ever, like, switch that up? Because, I mean, it really was, like, and I'm not going to say names, but it was like, and, you know, let's go, Melissa Omshins gets this, and then Melissa gets this, and Melissa gets this, and all of us were like... So do they have a way, do they, do they limit that now? I guess is my question, you know? Um, well, one of the reasons, one of the things is we try to keep people down to one nomination per category. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is some overlap. Uh, the more you do, the more likely you are to get nominated because, you know, basically you throw enough stuff against the wall, some of it will stick. Right. Uh, but the most important thing is, is it good? Right. And and some people, I mean, back in the day, people used to complain that Vivid got a lot of nominations, but Vivid made some of the best stuff. Right. And then that, uh, which, uh, uh, oh my God, now I'm blanking. Famous director, very good director, still, still in now. Uh, English accent, like very strong accent. Oh my God, I can't believe it. English accent? Yeah. Who is that? Why am I blanking? If you say I, his name, I'll know it. Not if you that. say something he did, maybe I'll come up with oh, it. Oh, I don't even know. Remember, I'm the girl that sat with Denzel Washington for four hours and didn't know him. <laughs> I'm the girl. I'm the girl that. Um, so my documentary, um, my uh-huh. director's my my director says to me, you know, I'm going to do your documentary for you, but I need you to see if these three performers, adult performers, will be agreeing agreeing to do 30 seconds of an interview about Plato's Closet and 42nd Street on his documentary. And I go, uh-huh. okay, okay, who? And he says Sharon Mitchell and. Annie Sprinkle, Eric Edwards, and I go, stop. Okay, Sharon, S-H-A-R-R, two R's? And he's like, you don't know who Sharon Mitchell's? And I go, no. And he goes, Eric Edwards. And I go, "Mm -mm." So in other words, I didn't know it now, now Uh because of what I'm doing. I've now educated myself. And like, some of them are like, they're like my babies now, you know, Mickey Lynn and them. So this director, I just can't remember the name now. I don't know why. It'll come to me. Uh, You know who he worked for? Oh, yeah, I I think it's a... Oh, famous, wicked, wicked. Is it wicked? English, okay, English director for wicked. Is there English? Yeah, you see, now I don't even know you guys. God, I, okay, the only people I can think of who are English are John T. Bone, but nope. he. Maybe it's he not English. Away. He's got a very strong accent Italian, Russian. Just name name a director. Famous, famous, famous. Big one. Big uh, director. Well, uh, Claudio's doing stuff for, nope. okay, Mick Blue, nope. but he's, he's uh, Austrian. Yeah, nope. Anyway, where were you? Where were you going with this? This English um, so guy. He, yeah. So whatever. So he he won every like every director award, like everything. Uh huh. <laughs> so so that's what I was wondering. So they get the pre nominations, then they go in, then they get the nominations, and then they do the wins. But sometimes people will win in more than one category because their stuff really is good, right? Right. Okay. Their stuff is good, and sometimes there's a lot of it. I mean, Brad Armstrong won an awful lot of awards because not too many there. You know, there was a very small pool of people doing uh, plot driven movies. Okay. All right. All right. Who picks the categories? 
the categories are basically most of them are legacy categories. Okay. Sometimes they get changed because of the nature of the business. For a while, we had like three different parity categories. Yep. Because yep. parody was so big, we had, uh, you know, parody comedy, parody drama, parody, uh, you know, parody documentary. I mean, we had different parody comedies because parody was so big there was that much stuff to choose from and um, you can't really weigh parody drama. I mean, what, how do you do a remake of psycho against a comedy? Right. And then now do you, is there just one parody? Is there, there is just, actually, I don't even think, think there, there is was, a, there's just a comedy category now. Okay. I was going to say, I know I remember reading the comedies. It's just a comedy now. Okay. Yeah. okay. I don't have the final list of categories, but I believe it's just, there's just a comedy category now. That's crazy. And we used to have separate film and video categories. We don't anymore. Oh, that's right. Okay. That because is. because uh, there was a time when stuff was done on film and it had a different look and a different attitude from things that were made on, on video. So did you guys ever now with everything going on in the way that the, you know, the internet has changed and everything like that, or, you know, the, the industry has changed. Uh, is there a category for some of these people that have, you know, like their Medivids pages or their, you know, loyal fan pages or only fans or content from there? There's a lot of there are a lot of fan awards now. Okay. And those are selected. Those are not in the purview of the actual AVN awards. They're the AVN fan awards. Yeah. Okay. And I think that falls into that category. Okay. So and I've got my hands full with with the, the video awards. So I really, you know, I don't really know about that stuff. Okay. Because to be honest, I'm I'm a colleague. I'm not a fan. I mean, I will keep up with my friends and colleagues, but mm -hmm. I don't. You know, I don't follow particular performers going, ooh, I love her. I can't wait to see your next thing. I, I don't right. do that. Right, right. So AVN's got canceled. As, you know, I know. I don't know if some of my listeners are. Um, who, right. So that, they got canceled. Do you think next year, do you think we'll be back? Because I really thought they were going to do it this year. I thought we were going to do it this year, too. I'm kind of I disappointed. Really I think a lot of people are disappointed because, you it, know, we've, it, we've been going to the Exoticas and those are all rolling and rocking, you know. It, it's so cool to see the fans gather. You know, it's so nice to see the, the tribe. I mean, the people who you don't see. Uh -huh. I mean, there are people. I mean, Katie's Valorant from uh, Adam and Eve. I haven't seen her in years because yeah. she's, you know. I, you know, she's in the Carolinas and she comes out once a year and I haven't seen her in two years. I know it's a bummer. It's a nice way. It's like, you know, like what I told, like I was telling Luke, I'm so bummed that I'm not going to see him. And, um, you know, you know, the guy that I always work with Aaron Heedley for the squirt man watch or whatever. So, uh -huh. but let's put it this way next year then we're going to have a reunion like no other yes. we all get next year in there. vegas so, there we go yeah sounds good sounds good okay darling like thank you kind of educated me on a lot of stuff that i didn't even know about you my pleasure anything, happy to help anything i didn't touch on no i tell you there, there's one story you might be interested in absolutely please share with um one time there was a signing event at golden apple if you remember golden apple Nope, gotta tell me what that uh, is. Uh, it was a uh, basically a comic book store okay. with with a little with some edgy stuff in it, and they had a porn thing. They had a bunch of porn people, and they were all signing. And I was there covering it for AVN, and I was there, and I noticed one of the fans like staring at me, and I looked at him. And it was my best friend from the Jeopardy staff. <laughs> oh, no ways. Yeah. And, he and 
And he and we had sort of lost contact after I stopped working at Jeopardy. But he saw me and he still had my number and he called me and he said, was that you? (laughs) But what did he think you were doing? You know, that's that's what that's what he wanted to know. He wanted to know why why I was inside the rope. Why am I inside the the rope? And why did Marilyn Chambers run up and hug me? So. See, I wonder how many people saw you going, oh, my God, he's an adult performer. And then they tried to yeah. like try to figure it out, you know? Oh, Lynn LeMay thought I was. That's that's the fun part. because you can When like, I was talking with Lynn LeMay for the race, she, she asked me, did you used to be a performer? Because I wondered if I fucked you. I said, no. I... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, I... That's where you can kind of have fun with it because you can go. Oh, yeah. I have, I, I have a great time with it. I love it. I don't but know. I, you know. Maybe. But I, I, find you me. know, I. I do, I do not dip in the talent pool. I just. <laughs> I will vouch for that. You were very professional you know, when we met, you know, that's I, for sure. You know, once upon a time years ago, I made that mistake once. I do not do that anymore. I get that for sure. Oh, and I want to tell my listeners that you were in my documentary, which is yes. really cool. How did you like working with my ice skating student who I coached when she was 10 years old playing me? Isn't she a sweetheart? Oh, she is a love. And it was great to work with Jake. We've uh, We've known each other for a long time. Jake and I have the same birthday. Oh, no ways. Wait yep. a second. Wait, when's your birthday? His is, did he just have his? We were just, oh, it's his anniversaries coming up. Okay. No, he, he and I have, he was born five years after me to the day. Okay. Okay. I was just with him for the last three days because we worked on my, we shot a scene, then we worked on my documentary, and okay. then we shot another scene. So, um, was, my, was my scene okay? You, uh, I haven't seen it, to be honest with you. Okay. okay? So, you may never content, see it if it sucked that bad. I mean, no, Jay would tell me. He would call me. Okay. And he would say, he would say, we love Todd but we need to replace Todd. No, everything that we have shot has been Uh really, really good. And you know, what's been really nice about it is that a lot of people that are in the documentary are actually playing the characters of how I have them in my book and how I'm, you know, so it's super cool. Like my uh, strip club that I used to dance at uh, the Uh owner of the club uh, with my high school friend and he plays himself and you play you and Uh my skating student plays me. So it's really, um, and, and, and and Jay's amazing. Jake's amazing with, you know, with his camera work and stuff. So I'm excited. Oh, pay off on that thing about the guy from Jeopardy. Yes, he and I he and I traded porn for uh, Columbia uh, VHS for years. Wait, back in the day. Back in the day, yeah. Okay. Oh my God, you're too funny. You're too funny. Yeah, because because he had you know he he was working at uh, Jeopardy, which was part of Columbia, and they had he had access to their stuff, and I had tons of porn lying around. So we that's too funny. We, we would trade. That's too funny. And so now you're still so you're back riding with AVN. You're doing freelance. Yep. You're doing some other stuff on the side, and um, uh-huh. and then I don't get to see you this time, but I'm sure I'll see you when I come up to LA next time. Okay. Yeah. When when you're up here, I mean, once uh, once Halloween is over. Yes. Well, come up on a Friday afternoon. We'll have lunch at the castle. Yeah, I haven't done that yet. So, you guys, if you look at the background, this is the Magic Castle. Let's close out with that. Tell them what the Magic okay. Castle is, and then we'll close Mag- out with that. The Magic Castle is a club I belong to in Hollywood. It's a club for magicians. And it is uh, five floors, five bars, um, 20,000 square feet, a bunch of performance spaces, places where magicians can get together and try to fool each other. And uh, you can only go if you're a member or a member takes you, correct? Right. Basically members only, and I'm a member. And you have, I think you've said to me, you you do like dinners there. I think you've invited me to dinner before there, right? Like they do nice dinners. There's a very nice restaurant. Uh, We have, uh, and then there, if you eat dinner at the restaurant, uh, you get to, you get a ticket for the show. Okay. Which, which is a uh, full scale 
elevated stage proscenium arch theater. And then we have a number of very small theaters, which are basically set up for intimate performance of close-up magic. Okay, I was going to ask you, so other performances can be going on simultaneously. Yes. Okay, and well then- uh, they're, they're little alcoves, and it's a club for magicians. So every time you turn around, there's a guy with a deck of cards in his hand. Hey, you do know I have witnesses now, you guys. I am your date, Todd, for the next time I get up there for dinner. Deal? So, say when. I will. I will. I was just up there, but I was so super busy with everything. So right. Okay. Honey, thank you so much for sharing your story. I love it because, you know, even though I've known you right since what, 2015, mm-hmm. yeah. I've, never, I've never really known you, known you, known you. Now okay, I know. A well, more. now you know me. <laughs> I know a little bit more. You guys, thank right. you for listening, sweetheart. Thank you so much for being with us. If um, any of my listeners want to have get in touch with you that maybe they want to do press releases or anything like that, because I know you do still freelance. How would they reach out right. to you? Uh, they can get me at my email is Toddenator, T-O-D-E-N-A-T-O-R at Gmail. E Say it again. T-O-D-E-N-A-T-O-R. Okay. Okay. Got it. Uh, Toddenator at Gmail. Got it. And I also, my website, which is mostly historical now, is tod-hunter.net. That's an easy one to remember. And that's where they can reach out to you there if they right. are interested in having you write, maybe covering something for them because you still do freelance. Yeah, I still do freelance. I will. And if you want me to come to your uh, set and write it up, I can write it up for you I, for a nominal fee and I can give it to you and you can do what you want with it. Sounds you can send, Sounds it, good. You can send it out to everybody and have them get a Todd Hunter story about uh, your set. You you did. Um, you did the press release for my book is coming out. So I, I did indeed. Awesome. Okay, sweetheart. Thank you so much. And thank you, you guys, for listening to another episode of the Hanky Panky podcast. Catch you next time. I think that my next guest next week is Erica Lauren. Ooh. She's doll. Yeah, I'm excited to learn about her. Again, someone that I've worked with, but I don't know a lot about her. So okay, well, I do this. You're so. good at this. You'll find out a lot. <laughs> I love it. I love meeting everybody and getting to know everybody better. So thank you, sweetheart, again. And thank you guys for listening. Till next time. Thanks for listening to the Hanky Panky Podcast with your host, Coralyn Jewell. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous podcasts. Check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Hanky Panky Podcast. Join us next time for another edition of the Hanky Panky Podcast. And remember, always be true to yourself. <laughs> <laughs>